Welcome to the Dear Rochester Retire Well Podcast with David Pulsini from Six Point Financial Partners. In this podcast, find your path towards a brighter financial future with David as your guide as he helps individuals, educators, and healthcare professionals explore ways they can build wealth while minimizing risk using a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to personal finance. Are you ready to take the first step towards a brighter financial tomorrow? Let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back with a solo episode, not because it is by popular request, but because having a guest on today to help would take up way too much of your valuable time. Why? Today, we are going to go over our retirement planning checklist. We have 16 bullets. Each bullet could be made into its own podcast. So we're going to get into each really just at the surface level. And I want to thank our listeners for reaching out with requests. This one was highly requested. We're running into a lot of folks that want to know what they should be planning for for retirement. And there's much more to it than what we can just cover in one retirement planning meeting. But I believe the answer to this request from our folks lies in this checklist that we have created. So what I'm going to go over today is really something we would get into after we got to know the situation and then focus solely on the retirement planning. Okay. I'm going to read the 16 bullet points now. And then again, at the end, and our checklist starts with this. This is going to seem overwhelming, so hang in there. This is the checklist. Your individual needs. What do we need every month? What are our assets? What are our liabilities, our debts, our retirement budget cash flow, Roth conversions, tax bracket awareness, in-service withdrawals. We want to maximize social security. We want to go over health care, long-term care insurance, estate planning strategies, which include power of attorney and healthcare proxy. And then last, our beneficiary meeting. So let's start with our individual needs. Again, I want to touch on this, touch on each of these bullets on the surface level. How much money will we need? Do you have specific needs, meaning trips you want to take, a second, third, fourth home, assistance for adult children, grandchildren, and more? This is where an advisor would find out what your specific needs are. And the reason for this, a good advisor will want to know these things so that they can help you plan properly for these things that you may need. And then the second bullet on there is assets. Where will it come from? And I'm going to call this, where will it come from? Part one, what assets do you have now? What insurance do you have? How is everything invested? Do we have real estate, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, cryptocurrency? How much do you keep in the bank? Which bank is always a good question. What is the interest rate that you're getting on your cash? And are there alternatives? So we did an episode on Asset Map, episode 33 with CEO of Asset Map, Adam Holt. And this episode was dedicated to getting your financials organized and on one page. This is what the assets part of the checklist is. Once an advisor can see where everything is, they can typically and pretty easily see where they can add value and potentially consolidate, update, and I'll call it modernize the account types and more. We find all sorts of accounts that were set up a long time ago that are no longer relevant or they are no longer set up for the original goal in which they were intended. So we want to make sure that is the case. Next bullet, income streams. I'll call this, where will it come from? Part two. So do you have a pension? What kind of pension is it? How should we take it? What if something happens to you? If you are fortunate enough to have a pension that can pay you on a monthly basis, we want to make sure that we get the most out of it for you and potentially your family. 
So as advisors, we choose the options carefully, which may include a lump sum option. And we can only really choose this once. We've gone over this in detail in other podcasts, but we want to choose wisely. So if you have another type of annuity or rental income or a business, we want to make sure that this is all considered when we are doing the retirement plan and also when we're choosing which pension option. We'll get into social security, but this is another, as as it is, you guys know this, an important income stream. So next bullet, debts. Many times folks go into retirement with some sort of debt. That is not always a bad thing, by the way, but in most cases, we do want to make sure that we'll call them, quote, bad debts, unquote, are paid off, okay? We want to make sure that certain things are paid for, high interest rate debts or debts that are not leveraged to potentially earn us some money. So we want to go through what debts do we have? Does it make sense to take money out of certain accounts to pay those off? Does it make sense to delay retirement until that debt is paid off? That is oftentimes the case. So next bullet, retirement budget. What do we think our monthly expenses will be in retirement? This can and most likely will be different than what your budget is while you are working. Most folks think they're going to spend less in retirement. I really don't see that. Just so everybody knows, we've worked with several people, tremendous number of people that have retired. And most people think that their their monthly expenses are going to go down. That is typically not the case. So we want to make sure that we have a realistic expectation of what the monthly expenses will be. Then we can plan and make sure that the expenses are covered by those assets that we talked about and the income streams that we talked about. Okay. Next bullet, Roth conversions. This one is more of a strategy that if we want to deploy, if it makes sense for for certain people in certain years, what this is, and again, we've talked about this a lot throughout different episodes on the podcast, is that we want to take some of the pre-tax money that you have and we, quote, convert it or change it to a Roth IRA. Because we are doing that, we we are paying our taxes today. In today's tax bracket, And then hopefully we're never paying taxes again on this money. And we love this for a number of reasons. One, we think the tax brackets are going to change. So, and most people will agree, we think tax brackets will probably go up in the future. This is speculation, but I'll call it very educated and well thought out speculation. Okay. So if tax brackets are going to go up, would you rather pay when they're lower or when they're higher? I would rather pay my taxes when they're lower, when it makes sense. Okay. Two, the second reason we love this, there are no required minimum distributions on Roth IRAs, which we'll get into on this checklist. Third reason, Roth money does not count toward the taxation on your social security or Medicare. Now, if we convert in the years that you are are collecting Medicare or using it, it would count. So we need to be careful here. But if we do it in advance before Medicare, it will not count toward that income limit. And then when you take money out of the Roth, it does not count toward that income limit either. So if we can get the money into the Roth through conversions, it's going to make sense Medicare-wise. Fourth reason we like Roth money, your beneficiaries do not have to pay taxes on the Roth. They do have to take it, by the way. Most folks get that confused. They still have to take money from your Roth. There is still a required minimum distribution on the Roth, but they do not owe taxes. Okay. So there are certainly things to consider with Roth conversions, but it almost always, some it is something that we almost always go through and should consider when we are planning for retirement. Okay, This leads right into the next bullet, which is tax bracket awareness. Like I just said for the Roth conversion, we want to keep tax awareness top of mind. We need to be careful not to cross 
certain thresholds. Okay, this could be for Medicare. And I'll, this comes with a disclaimer because in certain circumstances, we may actually intentionally want to cross certain thresholds. For example, if there's nothing that we can do to avoid a bracket that we are in, it may actually make sense for Medicare purposes, or maybe even just general tax brackets to, we'll call it, quote, max out the tax bracket just for that year. So I'm not going to get into why as it gets complicated, but there are certain situations where we actually want to pay more of our taxes in a certain year. Almost all of those reasons being that over the course of your life, we ultimately will pay less in taxes, which is the point, right? We're tax bracket awareness. We want to pay less over the course of our lives. Next bullet, in-service withdrawals. So this is an interesting topic. What are in-service withdrawals? These are sometimes written into your 401k and 403b plans. I'm sure every listener has read in, in depth their plan documents for the plans that they're participating in. Obviously, I'm joking. I don't, I'm not sure many people do that at all. But what it allows you to do is even if you are still working, you may be able to transfer some of your 401k, 403b savings into an outside IRA while you are still working. So keep this in mind. This is very important. It's done tax-free and it would go from the 401k or 403b directly into an IRA that is yours. So some reasons to do this are to have access in most cases to different investment ideas and typically more options in the plan. So most IRAs will have more options than what a 401k or 403b plan are able to offer. So once you're in the IRA, instead of the plan being controlled by the company or the nonprofit, the investment world opens up significantly. Okay, This can become very important as you approach retirement as well, because we may be looking for some more esoteric conservative investments, I'll call it. So there could also be cons to this as well. This may include like company stock issues and, and more. So we just need to be careful that if you have company stock in your plan, we want to make sure we're taking it properly. So again, this is something obviously you go through on an individual basis, but just be careful. But many times an in-service withdrawal does make sense. Either way, this makes our checklist because we want to make sure that, again, we just know all of our options and all options have been explored. The next one is a big one, maximizing social security. Social security was originally meant to subsidize the people who had reached full retirement age. And I said subsidize. It's really turned into a main source of income for a lot of people. Without getting into too much about social security, we, by the way, we have full episodes that I believe it's actually called the deep dives into social security. There are two of them, episodes six and seven. I'll just say this. We want to help our clients at the end of the day, get the most from social security. That's it. Now, I think everybody listening knows this. If everybody could tell me exactly how long they're going to live, I could tell you which benefits to take. So we just kind of go with the odds and family longevity and some other things and, and tax situations. But the bottom line is if we can get more out of social security, we want to do that. So there are hundreds of claiming strategies that can be used. We need to consider certain things like spousal benefits, benefits from a former spouse, a deceased spouse. Uh, there, there are more things that we need to consider, but questions we would ask are, should you claim your own? Should you claim on a spouse's benefit, an ex-spouse's benefit, a deceased spouse's benefit? Do you delay? When is the best time to take it to potentially and hopefully get the most money out of it? So this is a really important part of a retirement, retirement plan. And we want to make sure that we are doing this properly, not just picking an option because it sounds good. And if if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Ah, I think 62 sounds good, or I'll just take it at 65. 
This should be carefully thought out. And when I say carefully, by the way, this should not take more than 30 to 45 minutes to figure out the proper social security benefit. So this isn't like days and days of planning and crunching numbers unless people want to do that. We do have folks that do that and that's great. Um, But most of the time, this doesn't take long to do it the right way, which is more than worth it. Okay. A quick interruption. Six Point Financial Partners is taking on new clients. If you would like to take the next step in planning your future with Dave or the Six Point team, please visit them at www.sixpointfp.com to schedule a time or reach out via LinkedIn, Facebook, or simply find us on the internet by searching Six Point Financial Partners. Okay, back to the show. Next on our on our checklist, healthcare, Medicare. So when you retire, are you going to use COBRA? Um, the the exchange or maybe Medicare. And then I would say, how do you choose? So to take a quick step back, if you lose or leave your job, COBRA lets you keep your existing employer coverage for at least the next 18 months. So your existing healthcare plan will it'll cost you a lot more, by the way, because now you are covering the entire payment rather than getting a subsidy from your employer. So you need to pay for the whole thing. But sometimes that actually makes sense. Okay. The exchanges are basically, we'll call it a virtual marketplace in which you would go to an exchange and you would shop and purchase private health insurance. And where it applies, you'd be connected to the public health insurance program. So between the two, we need to figure out which one makes sense unless you are eligible for Medicare. Okay. So Medicare is what we can apply for when we are approaching 65 years old. Three months before your 65th birthday, we should choose a healthcare option. And then it would kick in at 65. Again, we have an entire episode dedicated to just Medicare, episode 19, if you want to learn more specifically about Medicare. But it is a third option as far as healthcare and retirement. The typical concern that we get, just so everybody knows, comes into play when someone is retiring. Let's say they're 61 years old. They are not eligible for Medicare. So how do they choose? Typically, COBRA is going to be more expensive than the exchange. But what an advisor can do is help our clients or prospective clients just run the numbers. Does it make more sense to do our COBRA based on your specific need? Or does it make more sense to shop in a virtual marketplace with a healthcare insurance professional? And again, that is completely dependent on the individual and what they need. Okay. Next bullet point, long-term care insurance. Many times we have people coming to us when they have known someone that has needed long-term care of some kind, that seems to be a triggering event, whether that be in-home assistance, at a long-term care facility, anywhere in between. And these people have witnessed firsthand how expensive it can be. We hear all of the time, Dave, my aunt was in a long-term care facility and she spent hundreds of thousands, or my brother needed care at home and all of his retirement savings is gone. That is when we really start to hear about long-term care insurance from people. Now, we want to be proactive about this. So what can we do? We want to at least look into long-term care insurance policies for folks to see if it makes sense. So there are a number of, I'll call them myths out there. (laughs) So I'll say this, it never hurts, again, just to look into it on an individual basis. Let's check the numbers. Let's weigh the risks, see what makes sense, depending on your situation. Okay. Again, it's an important part of our checklist, long-term care insurance. The next piece is something I really, really want to, I I could get into this for 
a much longer period of time. But again, surface level, estate planning strategies. And actually, the next three bullets can be wrapped into one, but are actually very different things. So that would be the estate planning, the power of attorney, and the healthcare proxy. But the basic step here is really just to make sure that all estate planning documents that you need are up to date and accurate. The will, the powers of attorney, the healthcare proxy, if it applies, any trust documents, um, by the way, the type of trust, the rules in the trust, we want to make sure that this is all set up properly if it applies and, and much more. I'll stop there. But one thing that we see here is that the beneficiary, I see this all the time, the beneficiaries on the documents from the estate planning attorney do not match the beneficiaries on the investment accounts themselves. So we want to make sure that all of those beneficiaries are coordinated and updated according to what our clients and prospective clients want. I've said this many times before, but if you have a beneficiary in a will that you just updated, but you have an old 401k account with a different beneficiary and you pass away, which one wins? The account wins. Most people think that the will will override the account. That is not true. Okay. So we've seen so many cases. I could give stories all day about this. I'm not going to, but we want to make sure that the beneficiaries are updated according to what we want them to be. Okay. And typically that's coordinating with the uh, attorney that's doing the estate planning. Okay. Last thing on our checklist, beneficiary meeting. And I think this is very important. It's, it's the last thing on our checklist for today, by the way. And like I said, the beneficiary meeting, what I mean by this, this has changed over the past few years, but as an advisor, this is just me talking. If I'm working with someone who is retiring or, or really anybody, I want to make sure that we meet the beneficiaries. Okay. Those beneficiaries could be, by the way, even just somebody's spouse, if we're not working with them. Most of the time, what we find is we want to meet with our clients' adult children and sometimes their grandchildren. And we used to be able to do this, and we still do, in person. However, technology has evolved and we're able to do different things. So now what we do is we'll send a video to our clients to pass on to their beneficiaries. And we, I really say the same thing every time. So if we're working with Kevin, we would say something like, hi, Kevin, please pass this on to Brett and Mariana as they are the beneficiaries on your investment accounts and your life insurance policies with us. Then they would forward it on and it would say this. Hi there, if you're receiving this video, it's really for two reasons. One, you are the beneficiary on an investment account and life insurance that we manage. We wanted to put a face with the name in case anything ever happens to the person that owns those accounts. Now you know who we are. You can check out our website here. You can click here and we usually send little links in the video. Second, if you'd like to meet to go over your own financial situation, how this ties into your situation, we are more than happy to do so. Just click below to schedule a time. Beneficiaries and our clients love when we do this because it brings everything together. It gets them in line. By the way, if you're listening, you're saying, no way, I don't want people to know. I also have that. I have several clients that say, I don't want my beneficiaries to know. That's a completely personal decision. Then you just wouldn't forward this video onto them, right? So, But for most folks, they love that we're sending their beneficiaries videos to keep them informed and at least that those people know who to get a hold of. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll stop there. As you know, if you've been a listener, I could keep going. But at this point, I think you can see why retirement planning 
is a specialty in itself for financial advisors. Okay. A quick review of the checklist that we would go over in a retirement planning meeting is your individual needs, your assets, your liabilities, debts, retirement budget or cash flow, Roth conversions, tax bracket awareness, in-service withdrawals. We're looking to maximize social security, healthcare, Medicare, long-term care insurance, estate planning strategies, which include power of attorney and healthcare proxy, and last, the beneficiary meeting. If we go over all of these things and at least bring it up and do our due diligence, we think, and then add in any custom goals, by the way, and throw in specific situations that arise, we should feel really comfortable in a retirement well-planned. I'll leave it there. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Six Point Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Six Point Financial Partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, Private Client Services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Six Point Financial Partners or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Six Point Financial Partners, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.